say something. Hello. Just because talking. Just because you changed. Just because you changed the room. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that leaves us with. Um, okay. Ready. Starting in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top Five Report, the show that has a feeling we're not in Candor anymore. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother Peter. Howdy, how's it going? Um, so this is our week off. Um, we are not. Uh, we're taking a week off for the holidays. So. We are not recording right now. So <laughs> no. So you guys. <laughs> so you guys are getting you guys are getting this episode special, and we want to leave our listeners with something because when we take weeks off, we'd rather give you guys something than not. Um, so this is this is probably going to be a little bit shorter, but we just thought this would be kind of fun, and we've been exploring different op things because we talked about collecting one time, we talked about uh, fan service, we talked about. Or fan theories, that's what we talked about one time. And it was basically just to talk about random stuff that we can expound on. And it's not a normal episode. We're not going to cover news. We're not going to tell you what we're watching and reading because that's what we're doing in our week off. <laughs> is watching and reading stuff so we can tell you next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, one piece of news uh, that's personal to the podcast that I wanted to bring up before we get started tonight is officially... Uh, you you can get the top five report on your Alexa devices. Um, oh yeah. Yep, you can. So all you got to do, all you got to do is say, "Hey Alexa, <laughs> play the top five report podcast on Apple Podcasts," and she will load it up. Uh, so That's with great. with any luck, everyone's Alexa just heard that and and it <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> yeah. So all everyone's Alexa is just flipped on and started playing the top five report. You know if Alexa plays the uh, first um, episode or the most recent or how that works? Uh, it's it, it automatically plays the most recent episode. Um, yeah. And it will um, – so it will automatically play the most recent, but it will also – you can skip episodes um, and just say – I don't know how far back it will go, but you can say previous episode, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of – this is a super random story, but I think it's kind of funny. Um the other day, this guy I work with <laughs> came into work. So it was, it was Monday morning. So like right after uh, the you know the most recent episode dropped, and he came in and he's like, "Hey, dude, you had a pretty good episode, <laughs> yeah, uh, this week or something." I was like, "Oh, you started it on the way to work or something?" He's like, "Oh no, I finished it." And I was like, "Oh, did you just uh, you just listened to, to it in your office right now?" He's like, "No, I listened to it last night." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, so you're up?" at midnight and you stayed up for an hour listening to the top five report <laughs> and then he just goes don't judge and then we just like moved on from there but i thought it was really funny i guess he was uh he was playing video games or something and needed something to listen to but i just thought it was like cool that he was literally listening to it right after it dropped so no that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah which means he was up because it drops at 1201 <laughs> right that's why i was like you're up till 1 a.m. listening to our show. Like that's cool, but that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I schedule it to drop at 12:01 every Monday morning. Um, so yeah, interesting. All right, so here's what we're doing tonight. Because I said it's a little different, it's a little special. Um, Peter and I have these two. Something Peter and I love in the world of DC versus Marvel. We both prefer DC, and of DC versus DC. <laughs> 
um, there's two shining pillars, and that's Batman and Superman. And Peter and I have always been on opposite ends of that spectrum. Yeah. I'm I'm the Batman fan, and Peter's the Superman fan. So what we're gonna do tonight, this is a bonus episode for you guys. We're gonna discuss Peter's fandom of Superman. So we're gonna dive. We're gonna try and uh, it's gonna be more me talking to Peter and hearing his thoughts on why he loves Superman and his favorite moments. That's gonna be his list for the night. And then on a future bonus episode down the road, the next time we need one, we're gonna flip the coin and it's gonna be my turn for Peter yes. to drill me about my love of Batman. So yeah. um, I like I like that you use the term uh, flip the coin because that's been said many times. Like Superman and Batman are two sides of the same coin, and so they absolutely. Very, are. Very and, and I know we're going to I know we're going to have DC talk in general. I know we're going to have Batman talk in here because of crossovers and, you know, oh, yeah. moments and that kind of thing. So we I know it's going to happen and it's going to happen when we do the other side of the coin, too. So um, how about this, Peter? Let me ask you this question um, to get started. Do you remember your first um, uh, introduction to Superman? Um, I don't know if I so. I kind of have been watching Superman movies since, like, such a young age. I don't know if I remember my introduction, but I know we had a uh, VHS copy of Superman 4. And when I say a VHS copy, I mean, like, it was taped off of TV. So there was old, like, 80s commercials on it and, you know, local commercials. And, uh, By the way. You know, in between the movie. Uh, keep what we're gonna say though? I I think I have I actually have in my possession that copy of Superman four. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. And I only say um, that because I think there was something else on the tape that I wanted to hang on to, so I okay, have that I, copy. But yeah, um, but when I was a kid, I just watched uh, Superman four over and over again, and I don't. I think I knew that it was the fourth movie. Um, so I, ha- I knew like I hadn't seen all the other Superman movies, but I didn't really care. It was just like my one Superman thing. And I just remember watching that tape over and over again every day. And, uh, our, uh, our mom's like really good with, uh, like sewing and stuff like that. And she made me like a Superman cape that I was wearing like day in and day out. I always had this red cape tied on me and I would just watch that thing over and over again. And, uh, it's funny, like growing o- older, like knowing how Superman 4 is uh, very divisive, to say the least. (laughs) Like, it's not a very, like, fondly remembered superhero movie. But but... if we didn't have Superman 4, we would not be getting, we wouldn't have gotten John Cryer as Lex Luthor on Supergirl. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, that's actually a really good point, because he was uh, Lex Luthor's nephew in that movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it's just... uh... I still like Superman 4. Like, if you ask me, like, it, I actually think it's better than Superman 3. And uh, there's it's, something It's just way so... better than Superman 3? <laughs> well, it, some people don't agree with that, but I okay, really well, think that it is. I agree um, with that statement. So go ahead. But there's just something really accessible about the movie, too, where you can put it on and it's just... It's really fun to watch, to be honest. And even if you're... The thing about Superman 4 is, I, I, I know I'm going on a huge tangent here, but I feel like it's a, at the core of it, I think it really feels like Superman, and they had a pretty decent story there, and I think along the way they made really bad decisions that makes it kind of like almost a hated film, like, uh, oh. there's the part at the end where you have the, uh, I can't remember, because his like, kind of love interest role wasn't uh, Lois in that movie, it was this other woman, and uh, at the end... 
there's a part where she like breathes in outer space like <laughs> Superman's flying with her in outer space and she can breathe for some reason and it's stuff like that that makes oh, the movie yeah. get such a bad <laughs> yeah it, it's stuff like that that makes the movie get such a bad rap but I think as far as just pacing and the structure of the story and stuff it's not as bad as I think people think it is um and then if you go and watch Superman 3 Superman 3 is like such a drudgery to get through like it just is so slow moving and boring and uh if you ever marathon through all the superman films once you like after watching superman 3 once you get to like superman 4 is kind of like this really like welcome change of pace actually so but yeah i think uh to go back to your first question i think superman 4 is my first memory with superman is just watching that over and over again so. all right well if that's your first memory and we know that that's kind of a divisive <laughs> film in terms of superman um yes. what made superman stand out in terms of like wow i really like this character yeah so um in comparison so think... to like because you know at that point you i know you had to have because you grew up with me in the house known what who batman was or you know what i mean so oh yeah well, I think when I was a kid, I liked Batman a lot too, but I think, um, I don't, I don't, and I think this is pretty common too for like young boys to get caught up in the like Superman fantasy of like being super strong and being able to fly and just wanting to have all those powers. But, um, like, I mean, I did watch, uh, the 66, uh, Adam West Batman on TV when it would come on, but it was just, I don't know, something about, uh. I think it was just the idea of having all those powers and uh, kind of like one thing I, I've always loved about Superman is how, yeah, he's a lot of people say he's an overpowered character, but that always that just kind of make, makes his uh, enemies that much stronger, I guess. So I, I guess I really like the uh, super big, powerful enemies that he has to fight as well. Um, I did. Um, I did uh, kind of trying to figure out how to word it. So as a kid, I was really, really into Superman, like up until like maybe the age of six. And uh, when I was around six years old, I remember Batman Returns was coming out and uh, Batman the Animated Series had just started. And uh, for a while, I think Batman was my number one favorite hero because it was just Batmania like everywhere you go. And it wasn't until like uh, a little bit later on when I started getting into comic books again that I kind of reignited that love for Superman, if that makes sense. So. No, yeah, no, it makes complete sense. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're always, it's many times you see something else um, so um, that really catches your... Yeah. Well, it, it's also like, and if you, it's, it's hard to explain if like any of our listeners are young enough to not be around at that time, but like... 1989 through like 1992 it was literally just batmania like i was in kindergarten and i remember almost all the boys in my class being batman for halloween and it was just like batman was just on the pulse everywhere you went and uh yeah it wasn't uh i don't yeah i don't really know where i was going with that it's just like it's kind of it's kind of cool actually looking back on it i feel like batman was as big as maybe marvel is right now or something like that I mean, Batman's still huge, though. So. Well, no, that was there was it was the issue of Michael Keaton Bat. Like you had the Christopher Reeve Supermans, and then you had the Michael Keaton Batman, and that kind of laid the groundwork for the movies we get today. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think, I think, you know, Marvel says, Marvel, Kevin Feige claims that they watch the original Superman movie every time they start the next Superman project. Um, and I feel like... Or the next Marvel project? Not super, yes, the next Marvel <laughs> project. Apparently they, like, so every time they sit down and watch, every time they start production on whatever the next Marvel movie is, they always watch Superman first. Um, okay. I don't know how true that is. I thought that was kind of an interesting statement. Um, so um, I think that's cool just because of the pro- concept of storytelling and what you get from that original Superman movie. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see it with the tone that's in the majority of the Marvel movies. I do feel like they do, if they were going to use a more classic superhero film as a template, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the original Superman film would be kind of where they would go off of. I've noticed a lot of similarities in, um, when you look at the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy though, as well, where, uh, I feel like the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, uh, really follows that Superman template as well. That was, uh, from the Superman movie from 1978 or whenever the year was that it came out. Oh, sure. Okay. (laughs) Um, so let me ask you this, what, um, what is your, uh, who is your live action Superman? Right. Um, this one's tricky. Um, so this one, this one is tricky cause I do have, I do really have a lot of love for those, uh, Christopher Reeve Superman films. And I think when you watch those movies, there's, it's, there is a point where there's just no doubt, like, this is Superman and this is one of the greatest actors. But I I think I have to go with Henry Cavill because I think when Man of Steel came out, I was, like, so obsessed with the movie and I was so excited that it wasn't necessarily exactly what I expected, but it did feel like Superman in a lot of ways. And I think if there was a... Superman actor I've defended more when talking to people it would be Henry Cavill if there was somebody who like I've kind of waved the flag for I think it would be him so I think I really probably would go for Henry Cavill just because of uh how much I guess I believed in the DCEU when it first started um where Christopher Reeve um I don't know that I had to fly that flag because it was just everybody kind of accepted like yeah this is superman this is the way that superman should be and you know i do really respect like his legacy that he that he left there but i think uh at this point i think henry cavill is my guy if that makes sense okay now if you were going to wrap that in with your animated supermans so and i'm not saying so because a few different people have voiced superman animated yeah. um who do you have a definitive superman I don't um, of I don't the actors you've gotten. So I'm thinking voice actors and live actors as yeah. well. I think. Um, Let me rephrase my question. When you read, yeah. when you read a Superman comic book, whose voice do you hear as Superman? I think okay, that's actually a good way. I think I hear Christopher Reeve's voice. To be honest. Oh, um, interesting. So Henry Cavill with Christopher Reeve's voice. I think I hear Christopher Reeve's voice, but it's also like. I mean, both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, and I know this is kind of a criticism of Batman v Superman, uh, Henry Cavill actually doesn't have as many lines as you'd expect. And then I feel like when he does talk, I feel like his voice isn't 
that distinguishable from that classic like Christopher Reeve style voice. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I can confess, like, I don't know the uh, all the animated Superman voice actors as well as I probably should. Um, but I do think as like a next up honorable mention, the, the original guy from the uh, New Adventures of Superman back when that came out, like, no, I think he did that'd be that'd be Tim Daly from Wings. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So I, I knew he voiced Superman. I didn't know he was, like, the original one in that, like, and, Bruce Tim universe. But, yeah, he did an excellent job. And for me, that's actually, like, my... For me, when I read a comic book and Superman's talking, that's the Superman I hear. That's the Superman, yeah. like, I always think of as the animated one, which is weird because I do the same thing with Batman. So maybe it's just because... I, th- I think the that, are, that, like, Bruce Tim universe, it's so hard to, like, deny the... Um, just, like, how like spot on that universe is with everything as far as like how the characters are portrayed, the voice acting, like everything's so spot on. So like, I definitely hear you. And like thinking about it, like I almost feel like maybe my comic book voice of Superman is like a mixture between Christopher Reeve and Tim Daly at the same time. But yeah, it's, it's kind of a tough question to be honest. Oh. I never really thought about that, you know, in terms of Superman. Okay. Um, well, I've been to your I've been to your house and I've seen your well not your house I would I haven't been to your new house yet but the uh, <laughs> yeah. the the old apartment you used to live in I saw a lot of your Superman decorations that you have um, in terms yeah. of collectibles and you've clearly been collecting Superman memorabilia well <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it memorabilia because I don't know if you have like like any stage used props or anything like that but um, <laughs> yeah uh, you, I, I have a lot of like. Superman decor, definitely. I don't know that... I kind of always wanted to be the guy with, like, a super valuable collection. I don't know that I'm there yet, but it's kind of like... I know I like Superman stuff, so I've got a lot of it in my house, so... Right. Uh, but, yeah, where were you going? Uh, no, what I was going to say was, do you have a favorite? Like, collectible? Yeah. Do you have something in Superman that is, like, absolutely, like, a favorite piece? Yeah, um... So I know I talked about this a little bit on uh, when we talked about collectibles, but um, back when uh, it was Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis did the uh, that, or I guess it was kind of a re reboot of the classic world uh, world's finest comics with Batman and Superman, but the comic was just you know Batman Superman and it just had both symbols on the front. Um, I have, uh, you know, issue one signed by Ed McGinnis and, uh, Dexter Vines, you know, the, uh, uh, penciler and inker for that comic. And I think that's, uh, that's up there with one of my favorite pieces, especially, uh, I really like Ed McGinnis a lot as an artist. Um, and then otherwise, um, kind of something a little bit more personal is, uh, I have a, uh, so I got the chance to actually be an extra when they're filming man of steel and uh this is actually this was actually my next question so go ahead (laughs) okay nice um so i still have like my uh pay pay stubs and stuff from uh that experience and i think that's probably a little bit more of a personal one but that's another and that's like kind of weird because i don't know if it's superman memorabilia but it is like something superman related that i'm you know definitely going to save you know, the rest of my life. So no, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, have you, um, have you cosplayed as Superman at all? Um, I dressed up as Superman, um, a couple Halloweens ago, um, actually. And, uh, my, uh, 
my now wife, but we were just dating at the time. She dressed as uh, Oliver Queen, um, specifically the uh, CW version of the yeah. Arrow. Yeah. Um, Superman actually wasn't in the uh, CW verse at that point, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty good costume. I actually uh, currently I feel like I'm not in as good enough good enough of a shape to want to jump in a spandex <laughs> leotard and be Superman again. But who knows? Maybe in a couple years I'll do it again. But yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how about well, how about this? Let's um, let's roll into your top five list. Okay, sounds great. Um, just because that'll get us talking a little bit about Superman, and then uh, we'll, like I said, this is gonna be a little shorter of an episode, and that'll cut us a little short for the night, and uh, it's a bonus episode anyway, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, we're gonna do our list tonight. So Ryan, if you could run the thing. for the top five. All right, Peter. So here's what we're doing. Top five list. Now, this is the way this is going to work because this is all you talking about Superman, not me. Um, So your top five favorite Superman moments. Um, I have no top five, so this is all you. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, I I do. I can say, like, as a quick preface, like, these moments are actually like pretty personal. Like, uh, sure, that's what I did. I, I was I, expecting. I had no so. point. Um, but I just, I guess, like, I didn't go online and like look up like the top five Superman moments. But these are kind of just like specific moments that really made a difference in my life, which I actually kind of think is more of an interesting way to go. So that's um, actually the list I was hoping for. So go ahead. Yeah, awesome. So actually, I've already touched on a couple of these too, but. My, I have two honorable mentions. Sure. Uh, my first one is the um, so there's this part in uh, Superman four where Superman fights Nuclear Man, and I feel like it's like almost the entire third act of the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the I fight think, goes yeah. on forever, and like they fly around the world, they destroy and rebuild the Great Wall of China. At one point, they uh, end up fighting on the moon, and I think that whole fight is. Uh, one of my favorite moments just because of uh, as a as a kid I liked that stuff so much and I think uh, my favorite part of that whole sequence is when uh, Superman and Nuclear Man are kind of using giant chunks of the Statue of Liberty to fight each other <laughs> and they're oh. like you know t- you know there's like this whole sequence with like Nuclear Man breaks the Statue of Liberty in half and basically chucks it at Superman, if I'm remembering this correctly. And then Superman, like, flies it back and, like, puts the Statue of Liberty back together. And, you know, as, like, a four-year-old kid, that just captured my imagination. Like, that was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen on TV. So, Right on. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is your uh, – oh, yeah, because doesn't he, like, eventually – doesn't Nuclear Man pick up the Statue of Liberty and actually throw it on him? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, uh, and then leading into my next honorable mention. So this one I actually mentioned on um, our favorite giant robots episode, but the... Uh, uh, The composite Superman? (laughs) Yep, yep. And the Batman Superman Public Enemies uh, comic story arc, the composite Batman Superman giant mech that uh, they use. (laughs) And... uh, Batman flies it into space, and I can't remember. He destroys like a giant asteroid, I think, headed, or it was a giant kryptonite asteroid headed yeah. to Earth, and that's why Batman had to pilot it alone. Um, it's one of the most ridiculous just, stories. Like it's an, it's a really great story up until the end, and that's when it gets ridiculous. But the more ridiculous yeah. it gets, the more entertaining it gets. You're like, wait, oh, what's yeah. happening now? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why I love it because I think that 
I think the ridiculousness and the weirdness of that kind of encapsulates something that I love about Superman, because I do really enjoy his powers, and I enjoy that he is so... um, I enjoy, like, kind of the moral compass of Superman and how he's, like, the big blue Boy Scout, and he always does the right thing. But I also really like the weirdness of Superman and how... So many of his stories go really cosmic. He fights a lot of weird aliens and monsters and robots. And I just like that. I feel like people don't give enough credit of like how weird and like cosmic Superman stories can get. And that's what uh, I really enjoy that aspect of it. So, and I think that's, this is like a primary example of like a very weird thing that happens that I actually really enjoyed. So, all right. Well, what is your number five? Yes. So, my number five. Actual and, picks. And do these have to be in our particular order? No, it's your list. Okay. Okay, awesome. So mine aren't in any particular order, but uh, my number five is actually the um, the giant battle between Superman and uh, General Zod at the end of Man of Steel. Um, this is kind of... Uh, and I, I would probably do the uh, Metropolis uh, sequence of this battle, specifically, um, as opposed to the small... T- the Smallville battle, because even though the Smallville part is the part that I was an extra in, um, I think this is like when I was, when I would read Superman comics, um, when I was younger, I would imagine the battle scenes in this way where it was just crazy and epic. And, uh, I just really think that whole fight scene did like such a good job capturing that sort of energy. Um, yeah. So that would be my next pick. All right. No, that makes yeah, sense. That's that battle's amazing. Um, uh, it's how I always envision Superman fights with yeah. Zod to be. So, you know, so that's I think that's one of the reasons why when there's criticism of the film, it really bothers me because I'm like, no, guys, read a comic book. This is how it would be. Oh yeah, you know? in comics, there's like collateral damage everywhere, and it, um, on both sides, it's not just DC. It's Marvel too. Like at both companies, just the amount of collateral damage in the comic books, and then you, when you try and put it on movies, everyone freaks out. Well, clearly, everyone's freaking out. Yeah. And doesn't read comics, so. Mm-hmm. But I do. I also just really like the. Uh, it's kind of an interesting fighting style where you don't like like characters who can fly, so they don't have to be grounded to anything. I think it's a cool. It can make for like really cool fight choreography, I think. Um, and I think I, I know I know they've done similar fight scenes in like uh, Dragon Ball Z or uh, the Matrix movies, and I love all that stuff. Like I think it always looks awesome <laughs> with characters like right. flying around duking it out. So yeah, um, all right. That could probably lead into my next pick. Yep. Um, so this one's like pretty. Um, it's it seems kind of random. But it's a, uh, it's it's a because it's kind of an obscure comic book moment. But uh, there's this, and I know Drew, I've told you about this part. But uh, there's this uh, Superman story arc from the early 2000s called uh, Our Worlds at War. Yeah. And uh, this is a this is a comic book story arc where Earth is being invaded by this. Um, there's there's like this alien general called Imperiax or Imperiax and. Uh, Superman, as well as, like, other members of the Justice League, keep fighting this guy off, and he keeps coming back. And uh, it gets to the point where they find out that this this guy they keep fighting is actually, like, a bunch of drones. Like, there's a bunch of, like, robot versions of this guy that they keep fighting. And, uh, and that actually... 
I was very confused about that when that first was revealed in the book. I'm like, wait, how is this a thing until <laughs> I'm like, why are there so many different versions of them? And then when you real, so that really confused me when I started reading it and then, oh yeah, or like when you got to that part and then as it made sense, I was like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what's cool is like eventually it leads to this part where uh, there's this scene in space where it's like Superman and then a lot of the other Earth superheroes who are in space and there's like, it just, it leads to this part where it reveals what Imperiax really looks like and he's in space and he is like massive and he's like, like, I don't know comparison, like what he, like he's at least the size of like a huge skyscraper, if not bigger. And it's depicted in the splash page where it's like Superman, a bunch of other superheroes. And like some of them are in, you know, spacecrafts and some of them can fly outside, but they're all in space. And there's this massive, um, this massive dude that they have to fight. That's the enemy. And, uh, it's all depicted with this double page spread. And it was just kind of this really cool moment where I kind of, uh, I read this when I was in high school and it was kind of this moment where I realized what comic books could do and how anything is possible in a comic. And it was just kind of like the scope of that one panel was so big. Like I just found it really powerful where I was like, this is crazy. Like I, I was just really impressed cause it was like, it did really open my eyes of like, yeah, comic books are imaginative, imaginative and stuff, but this really opened my eyes to, you can do some really crazy, really massive stuff with it. So this pick isn't necessarily a super like Superman specific pick as far as like his character and stuff goes, but it was just a really cool moment for me. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Um, so then moving into my next pick, um, this is actually from my favorite Superman story, which is the death of Superman. Yes, um, death of Superman, which yeah, I think so, is interesting. So, yeah, I think um, so. When you read uh, the death of Superman, um, and you read about like uh, Doomsday coming to Earth and uh, just kind of being this in like crazy destructive force, and uh, all the different heroes trying to fight him off, and the Justice League fi- fighting him off, and uh, it eventually ends with this giant battle between Doomsday and Superman uh, fighting each other in downtown Metropolis, and it is just this intense battle. But I think the reason I like this story so much is it's such a cool way to show how Superman will literally sacrifice everything to save the people of earth. And I think that his, his last act is literally, he, um, I don't even know what you call the move, but he basically clasps both of his hands together and does this giant, like downward punch to doomsday. And that's what kills him. But doomsday also, I don't remember if it was an uppercut or what movie he used, but doomsday also kills Superman at the exact same time. And, uh, it was this crazy double punch knockout basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that, it just kind of like it, it's such a cool, like epic, exciting way to end a story. But it's also like it was uh, kind of just this way to show this giant sacrificial act um, that Superman did to basically save the world. And I think just because of like how that, um, I guess, just the significance of that to me, it's just stuck with me really well. Um, and then in Batman v Superman, I just thought they had a really good play off of that as well. Um, where, you know, they changed it up a little bit, where it was 
Superman stabbing Doomsday with the kryptonite spear while Doomsday stabbed through Superman at the same time, but it was kind of a cool way to change up that same concept. And, uh, I mean, I know not everybody was that moved by the BVS portrayal of the, this event, but I was such a big fan of Man of Steel and, like, got so much into that sort of Zack Snyder Superman world that he set up that I actually was pretty moved by uh, that, you know, seeing that version of Superman die on screen. Um, well, yeah, and then, oh, what were you saying? No, I was just going to say, because the book, like, reading it originally, I was like, yeah, Death of Superman, okay. And then reading it again as an adult, it was kind of tear-jerky. Like, I really hit, yep. like, the emotions hit hard. And I was like, wow, I missed that when I was younger, so... Yeah, and it's really cool that um, that last uh, comic book where the death of Superman actually happens. Um, so it's drawn by uh, Dan Jurgens, and it's this cool uh, comic concept because every single page of the comic is a splash page. And if anybody doesn't know what that means, that means it's a basically the whole page is one comic book panel. It's one picture per page, and it shows the. Uh, events of the battle as well as the aftermath and it kind of shows how each character in the sort of like superman mythos is uh affected by that you know it's it's really cool to see all the different um onlookers and uh people close to superman like how they were affected by his death um because that's one of my favorite parts of superman too is the supporting cast like lois and uh perry white and jimmy olsen and his parents and just i I think there's a a real warmth to the uh supporting cast in superman that i really enjoy as well so okay well you have two more picks so what do you got yes so the next so my last pick leads well actually i'm really curious what uh you were you surprised i picked that just because it is the i I think it's because it's the it's superman dying yes i think that's the only reason i'm surprised (laughs) oh okay sure (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, I love Superman, especially the part where he dies. <laughs> but I do think it's a really powerful story, and I do like stories with, uh, you know, with stakes and where people do die and stuff like that. Um, but that actually leads into my next pick really well, which is the return of Superman. So, which is a very convoluted story. But is there yeah, is it the yeah. is it the story arc as a whole, or is it like a specific moment? I think, like, the, I would actually say the moment where Superman actually um, comes back, because he was kind of in this weird, uh, I don't even, it was like this Kryptonian, like, coma chamber or something. Yeah. Like, Kryptonian survival or revival chamber the whole time. But when he finally emerges and just kind of, like, you know he's back and he's basically, I don't want to spoil the story, but he's basically there to, like, kick the villain's ass and get things back to normal and it's such a kind of like a really relieving feeling um i really like like the death of superman and the return of superman and everything in between i really enjoy that story and i think it's like as you said it gets very convoluted and you have the whole like reign of the superman story or reign of the superman story arc that gets really convoluted and it's very 90s but I think I just have such a fondness for that artwork and uh, that time period in comic books that it's just like, it's really fun to me, I guess. So, yeah. Right on. All right, man. Well, what is your uh, final pick? I almost feel like I should know what this is, um, but go ahead. I picked something pretty out of left field, actually. So, like, I think 
the death and return of Superman are like kind of my final picks, but this one I actually picked to kind of lead into your Batman episode actually. So, uh, the, the moment I picked, and this is actually from another extremely convoluted, uh, Superman story, but it's, uh, there is a Batman Superman uh, story arc called Vengeance. Do you have you read this? Yes, I have. I, I own I this. I think you have. Yeah, and uh, the whole so <laughs> this is a crazy story that starts with Batman and Superman fighting essentially a knockoff Avengers team where they yeah. are battling like kind of like adjacent characters in the U- in the DC universe that are representative of like the Hulk and Thor and Captain America and Giant Man and it's it's like it starts off and it's really fun and it just gets more and more convoluted and uh, as the story goes on you find out that uh, the Joker and Mr. Mix yes Pitalik were really masterminded mining like everything that's happening and uh, they basically created this uh knockoff Avengers team to um, basically what they were trying to do is amass all the versions of Batman and Superman that have ever existed and they are planning to kill them all so um, yeah. and they get uh, Darkseid involved in it as well but uh, basically the moment that I love is there's a part at the end where they realize they their plan backfired because I mean, you can't amass that big of a group of different versions of Batman and Superman and expect to get away with it. And there's this part at the end where I think it's a it's a double-page spread, but it's basically all those characters turning on them and ready to, like, basically kick their kick their ass. <laughs> so so it's, it's that moment where it's just all the Batman and Superman versions getting ready to fight each other or, you know, fight Joker and Mixie and, uh, you know, set everything right again. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about this story or this moment. It's a very convoluted thing, but it's one of those. I don't uh, know if this moment would have made my short list. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's so random, but I think the thing I love about the story is it's so, it's so convoluted, but it's one of those things where if you love superheroes, it is so fun because you are watching Superman and Batman fighting the Avengers. And then you're seeing like all these other characters in it. And, uh, there's a part where it shows, uh, the Joker and, uh, Mr. Mixia's Pitalik kind of, uh, planning out their, their next move. And, uh, they're using hero click versions of the characters. Like, yeah. (laughs) And like, if you, and there's a shot of the bottom of one of the hero clicks and it says, hero mix like hero mixias pitalik and i just think there's like so many funny easter eggs and it was such a cool like moment i guess for me so well i'm surprised in your list of all your superman moments you being an extra did not make in an extra on man and Steel, i didn't, did I, not didn't make I guess list. i was thinking of uh story moments i didn't that, know no it's uh, totally fine world I, stuff could oh, count i just i figured honestly i figured oh. that would have been on the list regardless <laughs> of story moments you know what i mean just because that's a personal thing but I completely yeah, understand. Well, I completely I mean, I, understand I your a, a scene from that movie. Um, and if I knew we could do real world, world stuff, there's a couple different picks I would have. But uh, right. yeah, sorry. About that. No, it's it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it totally makes sense. I totally understand why you did it the way you did it. Yeah. Um, well, Peter, that actually brings us to the end of this. Um, and uh, that's kind of a short little episode, and we talked a little bit about your Superman yeah. stuff, which we'll dive more into because, you know... I was going to say it was actually not as in-depth as I expected. I expected to 
even take more deep dives into Superman and, and stuff. And you know but, what we'll do? We can probably do that again. Yeah, no, for um, sure. But, um, uh, yeah, more so... Like, it'll, it'll be fun when we do your Batman episode, too, because I, I do really like um, both real-world and comic book lore, uh, kind of the relationship between Batman and Superman and how, like, one affects each other so much and then just how, like... I don't know. I, I just think it's, like, there's a lot of interesting similarities and correlations and all that and i would love to just kind of dive deeper into that too absolutely if that makes sense that's super vague but i know you know what i mean yeah and and that's actually a perfect idea for a later episode Um, yeah that's true but yeah if you're all right man let's close this one out and there's our bonus episode for the evening and uh um we'll kind of get our week off how's that sound Sounds great. Awesome. So the next time we meet for a bonus episode, it'll be the flip of the coin, and uh, I'll be talking Batman, and Peter will be grilling me on uh, questions that he wants to hit me with, and we'll talk my favorite Batman moments. Um, If you guys would do us a favor and check out our website, top5report.com, you'll find all the links to our social media, Twitter and Facebook, along with uh, a link to our email if you want to interact with the show. It's top5report at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. I'm sorry. We are on... um, Google Stitcher, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a review. We love the five stars, um, but we understand criticism because it makes us get better and it makes the words we say sound important. You can also subscribe to us, and there you'll find you won't miss a single episode if you do. And if you'll do us all a favor and say, Alexa, play the top five report off Apple Podcasts, you can listen to us while you're <laughs> cooking your uh, while you're cooking in your kitchen. Um, for the top five, uh, you can follow me personally. Um, on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Peter? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I will be, just in case, sharing strategies to get Mr. Mixias Pitalik to say his name backwards. Fantastic. All right. So, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this quick little bonus episode. Uh, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.